A California man who is 79 years old was sentenced to four years for charging small business, businesses and charities hugely inflated prices for printer toner. And um, honestly, he's probably not going to make it at that age in California in jail or prison or whatever, probably prison. And this is just crazy, but let's get into the story. So in one six-year stretch... Gilbert Michaels sold $126 million in toner to unsuspecting victims, according to prosecutors. Now, here's the thing that I don't understand before, like, reading into it, right? Like, can you really, like, go to prison for just charging too much for a product? That seems kind of interesting. So it was the worst kind of paper jam. A 79-year-old toner salesman was sentenced to four years in prison, wow, for running a decades-long multi-million dollar scam that caused tens of thousands of small businesses and charities to pay hugely inflated prices for printer cartridges. Gilbert Michaels of West Los Angeles was accused of utilizing boiler room telemarketing businesses to dupe victims into paying as much as 10 times the retail price for toner, federal prosecutors said. He was convicted with six others of conspiracy, mail fraud, and money laundering in December 2019. But see, here's the thing, right? Like, I find it interesting that, like, well, I mean, it, because this is like, this is like, like, printer toner, Right? So, like, say that you have printer toner and, like, say the, like, retail price technically is, like, I don't know, like, $60, but now you charge for, like, $600, right? Is that technically illegal to do something like that? Okay, so Michael's operation dates back to the 1970s. Prosecutors say he may have defrauded more than 50,000 victims around the country over the years. In one six-year stretch, prosecutors said Michaels sold $126 million worth of toner to unsuspecting victims. Among the victims were a YMCA, a California country club, a Christian preschool in Alabama, a tow truck company, and a steelworkers union local in Kentucky. In pre-sentencing court filings, Michael's attorneys said their client was a Navy veteran in poor health, and they said that the charges against him were rooted in the cutthroat nature of the toner business and that many of the allegations were based on accusations from biased competitors. Michael's lead attorney, Paul Mayer, declined to comment. So during a six-week trial, prosecutors said Michael's companies IDC Servico and Mitel International handled billing and shipping of the toner cartridges while relying on separate boiler room outfits to make the sales. As part of the scam, the telemarketers would pretend to be representatives of toner supply companies many of the businesses already had contracts with, and so the telemarketers would then tell the victims that the price of toner had increased, but they could buy it at the previous lower price, prosecutors said. Okay, okay, now this makes sense, okay? This is why it's basically illegal, right? Because they basically pretended to be companies that they were not to basically sway, you know, 
the potential buyer or sucker into buying something, right? This isn't something where like, hey, you know, yeah, there's like printed toner out there that you can buy for like $60 per whatever, but, you know, we're selling this for like $600, but ours are, ours is better, basically, or should be better than the other one, right? Like, that's a little bit different than basically saying like, oh, yeah, like, we're totally those companies that you deal with. And, uh, yeah, the price is drastically increased, but you could pay for us, you know, for the previous thing. So, basically, they blatantly, like, they actually pulled a scam. Okay, so that makes way more sense, right? Because I'm, like, listening and, like, you know, reading about this. is like, what? You can go to prison for selling high-cost printer toner? That doesn't make sense. But now it does. So IDC sent inflated invoices to a Southern California storage company that only used typewriters to do business, according to court documents. So believing they were dealing with their regular suppliers, the victim would sign order confirmation forms. So IDC would then ship toner to victims along with highly inflated invoices. When the companies would complain, IDC would threaten legal action or to turn them over to collection agencies, prosecutors said. If IDC did agree to take the toner back, it would demand significant restocking fees, prosecutors said. So authorities caught onto the scheme in one case when IDC sent inflated invoices to a Southern California storage company that only used typewriters to do business according to court documents. One aspect of the fraud was the was that the telemarketers didn't disclose they were working with IDC. So prosecutors said this was direct violation of several court orders following a Federal Trade Commission probe in the late 1980s in which Michaels and his companies were required to use independent sales companies and were prohibited from making false statements. Okay, see, again, this makes way more sense now the more that you read into it. And this is the thing that you got to like, when it comes to like news articles and all that kind of stuff, this is kind of like a clear indication of you should not just look at the headline because if you just look at the headline you're like what the hell that doesn't even make any sense right like how the hell can you go serve four years in prison for printer toner for selling high price printer toner but now it's way it makes way more sense now because now it's basically okay like they just basically pulled a blatant scam on multiple fronts so the company had reached similar agreements over the years following investigations by officials in several states. And the six other co-conspirators operated the boiler room call centers, prosecutors said. So yeah, that's actually pretty uh, that's pretty interesting. And again, that makes 100% sense. And this is why, you know, you should always compare as to like what you're going to potentially end up, you know, buying and stuff. Make sure that you're actually still dealing with the actual company like you go and call them or contact them without them having to go and call and contact you right you take the initiative not the other way around because if you know you need to restock on printer toner you should find the best deal for your company so something like this doesn't end up you know happening to you right but again one thing that you could really learn from this is that Paying a higher price technically isn't that bad if you are getting a service or product that is actually worth it, right? But getting blatantly scammed is not good, and blatantly scamming someone is not good 
either, right? It's going to eventually catch up to you and you should not get involved into that. Because, you know, I, I remember like watching or hearing a story of basically someone who made their first million dollars, right? And the way that this person first made their million dollars, which they didn't necessarily like to talk about much or really ever bring up, right? And I don't think they actually publicly did it ever. But this individual apparently got very early on into the whole Kindle ebook publishing, right? Where you could self-publish ebooks, right? Well, this individual made a million dollars selling really crappy ebooks, right? Now, apparently, like really crappy ebooks that made claims, again, made claims that they could cure basically incurable things, right? Like cancer, like, you know, some sort of virus, like HIV, crazy stuff, right? So when I heard about this, right? from like a podcast or something. It kind of goes to show you that there's always going to be people out there willing to do whatever it takes, regardless of the moral side of it, to make money, right? There's always going to be like a bad apple and, you know, a massive pile of apples, right? So just keep that in mind. Stay safe. Make sure that you keep your money right. And here's the thing. If you structured your business right in a way or like your personal finances in a way where you are debt free, you have an emergency fund and you don't really have to worry too much about finances to the highest degree. If something were to happen like this where you got scammed, you would be able to weather the storm without like completely destroying your financial situation. Right. So if you want to learn how to get out of debt. Go to 40 to learn how to get out of debt because no one should ever be in like this type of situation where you get blatantly screwed over. But if you were to get blatantly screwed over, you should be in the financial position or have a strong enough financial foundation so that you necessarily do not have to uh, be destroyed by it. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, Go down below as well, and we'll see you in future episodes.